Hi, my name is Nick Sun. I am a human being uh, that was born on Earth in some time uh, during this century. I have done many things, most that I don't want to go into because I don't know who you are. Um, and I don't feel comfortable with sharing private information about myself publicly, especially when I don't know what your agenda is or which government you work for. Go nowhere now. Go nowhere Hi, my name is Nick Sun. Uh, a little bit about myself. I was a comedian, stand-up comedian for 13 or so years. I traveled around the world doing this job. I won awards. I got on TV. I uh, never quite made it. Um, anyway, eventually I had a sort of, uh, I don't know, um, it wasn't working out. It wasn't working out. Uh, it was killing me. And I was destroying my sense of humor, and uh, eventually I, I sort of bottomed out, uh, hit rock bottom, and uh, went through a spiritual emergence of sorts and got on the healing path. So for the six, last six to seven years, I've been uh, walking the plant path, the psychedelic medicine path, uh, you know, working primarily with ayahuasca, San Pedro, Iboga, all that sort of stuff. I ended up facilitating ayahuasca for five years or so. I've stopped that due to a variety of personal reasons, one of which so I can talk about it. Um, and uh, now I'm in the process of finishing a book about my experiences uh, in the underground. And um, yeah, just just trying to get through this life thing um, uh, with my um, I don't know with my with my balls intact I think it'd be good if it just ended like abruptly with just being like just uh, you're a piece of shit uh, cut <laughs> yourself now <laughs> I think we just got your intro for this and then and, and then you just get your sponsors you know we'd like to <laughs> thank <you. laughs> Drink some beef broth. Yeah. 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 I wanted to ask, like, do you reckon grounding is important as a concept or how important do you think it is being grounded? I think it's pretty important. Uh, if you want to make your um, uh, conceptual ideas materialize on physical reality, okay. into physical reality. Because, I mean, like, I think about how ungrounded I was and, and obviously, you know, I'm working in the psychedelic space, so you meet a lot of ungrounded people. Yeah. And so there's all these big ideas, but nothing ever happens. So, um, I mean, if you're happy to be that way, then I don't think it's that important for you to be grounded. If you have some kind of uh, measurements in place to keep you like in a house, if that's what you want. Well, um, what do you mean that way? Like, what do you describe it? Because a lot, a lot of people, uh, you know, people, ungroundedness, ungroundedness kind of new concepts, right? So what does it look like to be that way, like ungrounded? Uh, like stuck in your head or out of your head, but not in your body, um, open to delusional trains of thought and throwing up lots of ideas and things to do and then not following through on any of them or starting a million projects and none of them and not finishing any of them.
Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty important to be grounded. And, and also, um, like what you were saying in that first part was that you get really anxious. When I was really ungrounded, I would just be having panic attacks all the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's why a lot of people end up drinking or, or smoking a lot of tobacco because they're both very grounding substances. They put you back in your body. They turn off the mind for a few seconds to a few hours. So it's like both escapism and addiction there. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can get really uh, ungrounded and then rely on uh, exterior substances to ground them for sure. And I think then, yeah, that then the next step with that ungroundedness is you lose self-awareness. So you might get physically sick or mentally sick or emotionally sick. Yeah. You have really no idea where it's coming from or how to deal with it because you're not grounded. Not yeah, yeah. Well, the, in Ayurveda, they call it vata aggravation. Okay. So it's like they actually have this syndrome called vata aggravation yeah. that um, pretty much describes any symptoms for anyone who's stuck in their head and ungrounded. It's like paranoid flights of fancy, uh, anxiety, uh, neuroses, um, thinking too much, sleeplessness, insomnia. <clears throat> and um, yeah, and they have all ways to sort of deal with it which, you know, yeah. foot baths and oil massages. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and yeah, I remember when I moved out of that and just left that. And then there was like maybe four months where I was just living out of my car. Yeah. I was, felt totally crazy by the end. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like camping in the woods and then yeah. sleeping somewhere else two days later. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I remember you calling me up when that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, actually, I experienced that so much. I was kind of used to it. I kind of had this part of me that kicks in. It's like, okay, all right, we're uh, we're on the move again. <laughs> yeah. We're in fugitive mode, and that's okay. This has happened before. It'll probably happen again. <laughs> that's what we keep coming back to, like being aware of it, whatever you're going through, whether you, it's grounded or it's sorry, if it's grounding or ungrounded, it's being aware. And then kind of accepting it and knowing it's going to pass. Yeah. Grounded, you know? Um, that is grounded. That's the way to be grounded within the ungroundedness. Because yeah. when you're really ungrounded, then your mind gets a better view and you start fucking cat catastrophizing everything yeah. and, and turning massive situations, like minor situations, massive, massive situations in your head. Yeah. Or you start going down self denial and lying yeah. to yourself and coming up with stories and excuses. And yeah, yeah. Wow. shutting down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i was before i'm talking too much <laughs> that's okay it this always happens to to mo he's when he's on nice and he just i can just keep talking he can just go yeah oh, okay all right like uh, I'm, I'm looking at my notes how nice yeah, and it is <laughs> you can do it for the next one <laughs> <laughs> right i'm i mean i think there are i think I wanted to ask something about well that there's something interesting between like if you're just in your head all the time yeah then then you can't relate to other people because you or if you are relating to people you're just relating to people who are in your head like what you think they are in your yeah, head yeah. right so there's, yeah yeah so there's that problem i'm i mean i i am also just curious about how i mean how a lot of this groundedness relates to things like i know you do something like polygraphy yoga 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, like, like, how did you get into that? And I mean, how? Um, yeah, I did too many psychedelics, so I like was really ungrounded. <laughs> so, um, someone told me to do this qigong stuff, and I did it, and I was like, oh, I don't feel crazy now. So I had to, I had to start doing it um, to basically anchor, anchor my ungrounded um, self. Um, and that guy's really grounded. My teacher, Master Yang, he's like, he's super grounded, um, but he's also pretty out there. So that's when I was like, okay, this guy's really grounded, but he's really out there as well. Like he'll talk about some pretty crazy shit, but then he's also running a business. He's quite successful. He owns quite a lot of property. Not that material success is a, a groundedness, but you know, basically he's able to manifest things on this earth while maintaining. And he's also perfectly in his body. Right. And I used to think that he was like, because, um, you know, you go, you, when you're around him, it's kind of when you're around people in medicine, there's a lot of synchronicities, you know, he triggers the fuck out of you. And I kept on thinking, is this guy just, is this, I'm just, is he mind fucking with me? Like specifically, like, is this all part of his grand plan? Is he like an evil dude from like fucking a Bruce Lee film or something? Because he talks like one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um and finally I worked out, no, no, he's actually perfectly in his body and he's like always in the moment, mostly. There's a, I've seen him sort of come in and out a few times and nearly crash his car and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but he's always kind of pretty much in the moment. So whatever he's doing seems to be the right thing at that time. So I can't remember what you guys were talking about, but it was like aligning, it was, I wrote down this note, which was like about aligning yourself, like, to be grounded or you have to sort of get out of your head, which keeps you out of the moment. Yeah. And then it's like, you have to align yourself with the moment instead of trying to do anything or to try and trying to affect reality directly. I don't know, if, like, I don't know, I can't remember. Without any resistance, right? Sorry? Without resistance. Cause like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenneth was talking about like, it's similar like, with, because, Master Yang's a martial arts master, right? What, yeah. What's his background again? Like, what was his training? He's like ninth generation Taoist master or something. And, um, you know, he's been training since he was three, basically, by right. his grandfather's lineage and Shaolin and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's connected to what Kenneth was talking about, Wing Chun, with like physically reacting to resistance, right? You said about physically reacting to resistance. Yeah. Your instinct is to push back. Yeah, yeah. Then absorb and then process what's coming at you. Physically. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know what kind of martial arts he does. Um, I know it's 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 not it's non-physical though. It's like you know the fajing and all that sort of stuff, like yeah. um, sneeze power and all that sort of stuff. Okay. But it's definitely not absorbing people's stuff. From what I've seen of his moves, it's all about like elbowing something in the someone in the face 20 times in a second <laughs> it's, it's definitely on more on the offensive than wing chun <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah no so what so, so he does the martial art but what what did you learn from him like oh well actually a really interesting thing was he like you know you know the dantian it's all about lowering your center of awareness to your like your soul plexus so yeah. instead of being in your mind where everyone usually is and operating and you know the way i see it was like oh before i felt like i was moving like there was this little man inside my head pulling levers going all right move leg move forward arm here and there yeah. and then 
trying to then move from a more holistic uh, um, point of point of um, um, being, and also being that lower, lowering your awareness to that point. I don't know if you guys have heard of whole body consciousness. It's like this idea of the body mind where the mind's not restricted to um, your brain. It's your whole body. It's yeah. basically sensory apparatus, which creates a sort of certain form of holistic consciousness, which is more in flow. Therefore you can pick up, I think 10,000 more bits of information per second. So, yeah. and I think that's how he works because he does seem to be able to instinctively react. Um, I don't know, that's pretty weird. <laughs> He has some kind of powers. Like the levels, you know, it's like playing a video game, going through levels. The level isn't like yeah, you, yeah. you go to the next level. The level is you get slapped across the face and you realize. Oh, yeah. Well, there's nothing more grounding than being punched in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like the punch in the face is one thing. The shame of realizing that you, sh you thought you wouldn't get punched in the face, but you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the ego death, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the shame is grounded. So getting beaten up by MMA fighter was very grounded. Yeah, yeah. if you took yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, but then connecting all that back to like integrity and your per like, because I think I think the importance of grounding is that people are struggling with the monkey brain. People are struggling with anxiety sleeplessness, disconnection, and they blame it on, you know, you can say there's depression, there's physical sicknesses and ailments, there's relational problems, like all this stuff that comes out as sort of symptoms of being an ungrounded person. People, I think, they want to be grounded. You know, they want to be put roots down into something to land into their own personality. So like, yeah. so the, the question of groundness is pretty important. But then people want to know, well, how do I do it? What's, what's, how do I get grounded? Oh, well, um, are we the right people to lecture people on what to do? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I guess I found that the more I do my practice, like the physical embodiment stuff, the less I even hear that voice in my head. Yeah. Judging me for shit in the first place. Yeah. Um, then how do you deal with... with the awareness of things that have happened to you that aren't that good or things that you're not that proud of? Um, I'm just some like, well, fuck, you know, I'm just a human being I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> like, who am I, fucking Gandhi? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think when I was younger, when you're younger, you hold yourself to much higher standards. But now that we're like 40, we're like, all right, that's that shit ain't happening. <laughs> so, um, well, every, every minor victory is like a win. <laughs> Yeah, just stumbling your way back to bed at night alive is a victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, I didn't kill anyone <laughs> on the road today. Yeah. But <laughs> then, and it's, then it's like other people around you that can make you feel that guilt, right? Especially in relationships. Yeah, that's why you isolate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's where you got to just stand strong in your firm resolve. Of your, of your true self, which is like a completely impenetrable fortress of like. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's where groundedness has to develop, right? Like, if you're a grounded person, I don't think relationships are as hard as they are for most people. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, 
definitely having realistic relationship expectations is is like you know useful and in, in I, I don't know even know why I'm talking about relationships. I fucking suck at them. <laughs> but, but like, I think that's who doesn't suck at them, really. Like, who? I think there's a few them? exceptions out there. They're yeah. able to like take criticism well without their mother issues being triggered, <laughs> 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 and and seem to be able to reason with each other like adults. Yeah. And, and seem to be able to compromise and you know constantly communicate to each other in a in a constructive fashion i, I think we need really... a whole mother issues podcast <laughs> episode oh <laughs> i think that should just i think that should just be a whole series really <laughs> mother issues okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um but you know like i think if i was going to tell anyone what i would personally recommend people take away from a podcast on gratitude is uh you know maybe cut yourself <laughs> yes, i didn't want to say it <laughs> like in in a good way an intentional way but but then also yeah, yeah. but then also like make a night of it you should try to be grounded because it will help you with the people you're having sex with <laughs> sex <laughs> like, is very grounding especially yeah. when they spit in your face afterwards <laughs> yeah, that's true but yeah you know, it's also very ungrounding right because the fantasy around sex is so strong. Well, um, yeah. I mean, if you're fantasizing about someone else while you're <laughs> with someone, is that what you mean? Yeah. I find that deeply alienating, though. I, I one time I was having sorry to put this picture in your head, but I was having sex with someone, and I looked at their face, and I was like, "She's definitely thinking about someone else right now." I, I just know that, like, it was not even my head making that up. I was like, "But that's okay," because I was thinking about someone else too. So. <laughs> That's like the most ungrounding sex you can have, then, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, with 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 uh, with good quality sex. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, you're in the moment, right? You're just yeah, it's immersive. The other immersive. Yeah, it's immersive. <laughs> well, I guess that when I meant the fantasy, I meant like all the stories that happened before and after about the other person. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That can be ungrounded because then you start thinking like, well, we did this. Now, what's going to happen next? What does it mean? Why they say that? Like then the relationship stuff happens after that, right? Well, <laughs> why are you looking like that? Can I just... I, started, <laughs> I got put onto this guy. I can't remember what his name was, but he has this method called mode one, <laughs> which is basically communicating your needs to a woman within like five minutes yeah, directly. <laughs> it's pretty funny if you watch his talks. Yeah. It's really funny because he's this black guy. Yeah. And I think this technique would only work if you're a large black guy with some level of alpha male sexual appeal. But he talks about all his exploits. And <laughs> it's literally like a comedy <laughs> set anyway. I can't really replicate it without doing a, 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 a black accent, which would then place me in a racist category. But um, And it only works if you talk in that way. But I okay. definitely recommend. But that's why he basically... He, he goes, no, well, as soon as you meet someone within like 90 seconds to five minutes, you lay out to them exactly what you want from them, yeah. sexually, long-term or short-term. Yeah. And then he talks about the process that you then go into afterwards. And he, she, he goes, a lot of the time they're like, oh, this is disgusting. Like, how dare you? You're so naughty. That's just gross. And then he goes, no, you just got to write it out. And then after about five minutes of that, <clears throat> they'll either be quite into you or they'll be like, actually, no, just seriously, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, and he talks about how then you're not lying, you're not lying to get into someone's pants. Yeah. 
Can you edit out that last bit? Thanks. <laughs> you know, I, I've tried that once. It didn't really work because the other person's grasp of English wasn't. Okay. <laughs> but, but what, it what's doesn't the, count like, if you've drugged them. This <laughs> thing is like when I was saying it. Better cut I, that bit out too. I started asking myself, like, am I like, is this really what I want? Like, I, it's hard to know what you really want to lay it out to someone. You've got to know what you want. That's the ground. You've got to be grounded in, in what you want, grounded in your desire. So when you say, this is what I want, mm. this is what comes next, this is what I'm going to do. You've got to believe it completely. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah, questioning, you know, maybe I don't want that. What, what do I want here? Could I want this? And so I started being unclear, but that was my fault because I wasn't very grounded. Um, because yeah, I was yeah. in a fantasy in my, in my head. Fantasy is one where I guess it's more a story in my head of what I wanted in a relationship, what I wanted sexually, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I thought I wanted something. I, I don't even go into details because, uh, you know, obviously there's another part <laughs> involved. But, um, but I realized I didn't want that. So, uh, but how are you going to know what you want unless you get something and you're like, actually, that's not what I want. That's true. And then, then, then like, there's what you want. Then there's what the other person thinks you want. And then when you finally come out and say to them, actually, look, this is what I really wanted. They can feel betrayed. Um they can feel like you've deceived them. They don't know what's going through your head. They don't know what's intentional, what isn't intentional. Um, so at some point, I think you've got to accept with, you know, in the context of a relationship, if, even if you're really grounded, you've got to say, you know what? I tried to be open and honest, but this other person's emotions is, it's kind of on them. It's, you know, they've got to be grounded themselves to deal with my shit. Yeah. Them. I mean, uh, yeah, I think maybe, this situation requires like two emotionally mature people involved, which is like not going to happen. <laughs> so um, yeah. this is a problem. It's flawed from the beginning. Well, yeah, it doesn't even have to be like a romantic relationship, just being connected to people as yeah. opposed to not being in your head. Yeah. 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 Like you're always projecting all these things on other people. And because if you, if you don't even know yourself and, and you're, yourself and your own relation to other people have you yeah even listen to them you have absolutely no yeah. idea what they're yeah. yeah i mean that this is why people can't listen to to you know what you say even if you say it a hundred times to them because because yeah. they're so in here they're they're somewhere else they're hearing what they want to hear yeah yeah but they've constructed yeah, yeah. identity yeah. which if it gets broken or yeah. something gets changed then that i mean for them that's the death of that's a persona for them. It's it's gone. Like you mean the, the identity they have of you or themselves? I mean the identity they've constructed, which has you doing certain. Yes, things. you got to play that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, then yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but, but then maybe you are only attracted to ungrounded people. Would you be attracted to a grounded person? Uh, I'd say in the past, no. But now, yes, so more so. And, and the weird thing is like. The consequences of changing my attractive, my my sense of attraction. Um, so it's been kind of un, uncrappy. Like I, I was attracted to ungroundedness. Is this podcast just us saying ungrounded and groundable <laughs> <laughs> before every sentence? Yeah, it's kind of getting that way, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I hate those words at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll bring back the cutting myself there. How about, how about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just paste that over the top of any <laughs> grounded 
every time we, we say grounded. We just bleep out the word grounded. <laughs> yeah. So it just annoys you just bleep out a lot of stuff and people just think, oh, fuck, these guys are Reggie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But no, like, so I was attracted to women who were all over the place on grounded, you know, like, and maybe it was a control thing. Maybe it was a safety thing. It made me feel safe. Um, yeah, yeah. But now that I'm more attracted to women who are, I guess, more mature and more self-aware, so they, they, they're able to say yes and no much more honestly, you know. Like they really don't want this. They really, they're not that concerned about losing something in the relationship. They can just say yes and no because this is what they want. Um, like it's just kind of made me feel like I don't know now um, what kind of women I like. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. been a bit crazy now for me. Maybe you got to try going out with a dude. Going out with a dude? Yeah, a grounded dude. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, a stable, grounded dude. <laughs> Is it easier or harder? See what that's like. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to that level of ungroundedness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that happened to my friend. My friend was like, yeah, I realized I wasn't gay when I was having gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it took time, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was young and ungrounded back then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing was more grounding than anal sex, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, what did he did he make the mistake again? Did it help him? Um, identity? Well, actually, well, because he's a comedian, so he used to joke about that. He said, uh, "Yeah, he said I realized I wasn't gay, but I had to check a few more times." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, like we were talking about, like it's something we were talking about before. In, our, in addition, like sometimes you just got to experience yeah, resistance, true, resistance, right? right? you got to go out there and experience yeah. that to figure out how to, you know, dig your roots into who something. you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because you work out who you are by who you're not. Yeah. And you can't do that by planning out in your head, all the eventualities and scenarios. You've got to just go dive into life. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah there's a famous guy with Limonov who I think he practiced on dildo. Like yeah. he, he, he's famous for just sleeping with a lot of women. Yeah. Some of them very young, yeah. some of them like nobility. And yeah. then he, and then he thought, oh, I haven't had gay sex. So he yeah. like sort of used, I don't know what he used, some sort of dildo. Yeah. And then he just hooked up with the first black man that he saw yeah. and just and just tried it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> they just went, oh, that was interesting. I'm going to go back to women. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Just had to be sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, why did it have to be a black man? Was that? <laughs> I think that was just the idea for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like a lot of scaffolding for for just <laughs> wanting to uh, have sex with a black dude. Maybe. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's like that approach to sex. Like, let's just try everything and see what works. It not like that's not the approach that we're sort of taught to follow. You know. Come yeah, on. yeah. Right. We're taught to like know exactly what's the right thing for us, the wrong thing for us. Make sure you stick to the right thing. Do it the right way. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, but maybe that's just our society in general. We just fucking make these plans for living life the right way. Yeah. But we should just all be out there, I don't know. Like a bunch of bonobos? Yeah, just trying everything. Like or like that chick who face fucks that bullfrog? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's also, how old was this guy? It sounds like a young man's game. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's funny. He was like, "Look, yeah. I think uh, I don't know how old he was. He must have been probably mid twenties." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can bounce back. That's definitely, that's the experimentation. Yes, I think it would have been more of a 
it would have been more of a philosophical victory if he'd been like 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I reckon he's like, post- you know what? I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> I think the 60s are the new 20s, man. Like post 60, if you still got use of your limbs, then why not, right? <laughs> Um, well, apparently the highest rates of VD are in retirement villages, right? Yeah. Because everyone's got dementia and they don't really have any ambitions. They're like, fuck yeah. it. I'm good. Yeah. Let's just have sex. Yeah. Yeah. And I reckon that the people in those villages that uh, don't have the dementia are having the most fun because they're having sex and they're aware of it. And <laughs> no one else is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, but And yeah, also, if they're having sex with someone with dementia, yeah. there's a good chance they'll forget, yeah. you know, if it's really bad. And yeah. they can have another chance next yeah. time around. Yeah, yeah. It's basically that like dementia is like the the uh, retiree's version of excessive alcohol and drugs. <laughs> a twenty year old, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our future, fellas. <laughs> yeah. So now you can either end this podcast on <laughs> mental sex. <laughs> There's a variety of good ending cuts that you've got now. Yeah, we kind of do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, you know, I guess that would be very grounding, having sex with someone with dementia. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole other podcast I wanted to do, like not sex with dementia. <laughs> but like, what is dementia? Because like, I work part-time in like extreme, in my age case, with extreme dementia, extreme mental illness. Like, and I'm looking at these guys, and most people look at these guys and think, you know, they're really sick. They're not like me. Whereas I think, look at them and say, they're really sick. Could this be me? You know, like I try to find the similarities between them and me. Um, okay. And even with dementia, like I just think there's certain ways they exhibit their de- dementia that I, I could, I do that as well, you know? Um, You're not talking about having sex with them, are you? <laughs> I, I just, just check it, just check it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I moved on from that. No, we're not talking about sex anymore. Just purely dementia on its own. Like okay. honestly, it, like it, again, because we've mentioned the word so many times, it's a bit cliche, but it, it does seem like an extreme version of ungroundedness, right? <laughs> you, you're not even aware of your own body, really. Like you, you're shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't know who your family, you know, who they are. You don't recognize them. You don't know if you've just eaten something or not. Like it's that extreme level of living in like disconnected from yourself. Yeah. Um, and there's no real treatment, you know, like, like medically speaking, they, they don't really understand how to cure it. They just think it's pretty much terminal. Yeah. Them, but that's it. But the fact that there is this prevalence, it's not huge in our society, but it's pretty prevalent. And the symptoms are pretty much everywhere across the board. It kind of says something about our society that we die that way, right? So do you, do you guys reckon you can be experimental in your 40s? um i think you can yeah i mean i mean personally will you be are you being like as in like having sex with a black dude uh, <laughs> not that far that's an option it's one of yeah. the options <laughs> i think i think i think if the need to experiment is there in yeah. certain areas yeah you'll do it if there's um if you're sick of being a way that you are then you're probably going to be experimenting with certain stuff uh more because like you're like fuck i'm getting 40 shit solidifying now so i really got to try this stuff now otherwise it's not going to happen yeah. the other i get so that's like, that's like trying to get the full gamut of life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for me i mean more like almost the opposite like i mean i'm 40 now 
um, on past 40, I don't need to take all these fucking bullshit stories I've had in my head about what's going to go wrong with life seriously. Um, I know who I am much more now. I know what I enjoy. I'm going to dive into the experience that's in front of me. Like, get up in the morning. What is it there for me to do right now, here and now, that I'll enjoy that's good for me? Because I know, I know now what I enjoy. And I also know what's good for me. I know where that crosses over. So I'll just dive into it, you know. And if an opportunity comes up for me to find something that I enjoy that's good for me, in the past I might think, well, I, that wasn't planned. That wasn't something I should be doing. That wasn't work. No, I'm just going to dive into it. You know? So in that sense, being experimental. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not trying everything for the sake of it, but diving into all the opportunities that come up for me. Oh, you mean in life naturally? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I'd normally hold myself back, like a lot of us do, because I well, sure, I'd love to go over here and do this thing with this person. But yeah, yeah. It wasn't planned. I've got these other obligations. I've got to, you know. Um, and then because you, if you don't make the obligations or don't keep them, well, bad things can happen, then you're going to regret it. I'm kind of over that now. Because I, I fucked up obligations my whole life. And sometimes it's been bad. Sometimes it's, I've been better off, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What about you, Ken? you more open to experimentation? Uh, I don't know. I feel like a, it's, you know, I felt like the 40s was just a time to, to start again. I yeah. fucked up everything. So just start all over. <laughs> you know, it's the new 20s, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. my brother said something like that. I, I think this is in terms of thinking about, yeah, just like something that I want to dive in for the for actually longer yeah. period of time. So I think I am, it, it's sort of, I, it's sort of both. It's like, I know that time is more limited now, but on the other hand, I know that. So if I do want to do something, I, I would want to do it for a longer period of time, like for 10, oh, 20 years, invest in it more, yeah, as yeah. opposed to, Okay, I'm gonna try this thing on this for one year or two, yeah. and then you know I'll just drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've sort of gone through that process, and yeah. now it's like, okay, these are the things, but there are still some things where I don't know if I still want to. I think there are areas for me where, I, yeah, there's still big question marks about whether I would want to, you know, want to do them for a long period of time or not. So, the spiritual equivalent of cutting yourself. Complete immersion into pain and perhaps sex. Probably <laughs> uh, a good place to end it, actually, because we're going to cut out again. Thanks for listening to Go Nowhere Now, an Add to Cart podcast. For updates and more, you can find us at our website, addtocartmag.com. Also, consider joining us on Telegram, Substack, and Instagram through our website or follow the links posted below.